Welcome to The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. Hello, Alex. Uh, a slightly earlier record than usual this week. Jordan, Producer Jordan might know himself. He's got an extra, you know, six to eight hours, I reckon, to get ahead of things. <laughs> still, It's still probably not enough with all the jargon and BS that he has to cut out of our, <laughs> our shit chat. Yeah, slightly hey, uh, early one this week. Um, slightly early it? one. What day is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe it is. Hey, hey um, straight off the top, I'm going uh, to ask you this. What Ooh. is your best life hack? And maybe to give some, paint some context yeah, whilst me. you think about your okay. life hack that, that you think's noteworthy. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he has just um, said, oh, excuse me, mate, sorry, just, just hold the line. You know when they're like doing something? And so I'm, I'm waiting on the line and, I, and you can hear, you know, when someone does that to you, you can hear <laughs> obviously the, the other conversation they're having in the background. And he says, oh, yeah, no, nah, definitely price check, price check. I always price check because it'll be cheaper. And, and I'm thinking, is he talking to me? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, next thing I know, a few minutes later, he picks up his phone. He says, sorry about that, mate. And I said, mate, price check, what's, what's, what's going on there? He said, oh, chemist, mate, you, you price check always. He goes, the, the drugs I was just about to get were 15 bucks. Price check down to $7.85. Happens every time. Apparently it's a thing. What do you mean? It's a thing where every chemist in Australia has to price check if you ask them to and they'll no. match. I don't know whether it just applies to the chemist that he's in or not, but I... He sort of sort of made me feel a little bit dumb. He's like, surely you price check. Like you, you're leaving half the, the price no. on the table. That's so insider knowledge that. I said to him, I said, mate, that is one one hell of a life hack. I had no idea. I've never asked the chemist for a price check. So it got me ne- thinking, I've- what life hack might you be sitting on that that you just even maybe take for granted that most people already know? Well, that's a that's a that's a question I need to think about. But have you come up with something besides obviously the fact that you now price check every everything? No, no. I mean, you know, I mean, there might be one that that if if I I, I mean, the thing about it is you probably do it and you don't even realise, right? Like you Absolutely. probably just assume everyone does it. But um, no, my my one with friends is always you know just just cancelling the the card all my cards every every twelve months, which. It's a bit of a hassle, but it causes all the direct debits to have to contact you and 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 get it going again. Mm. Um, so I did, I did that recently, actually, and um, yeah, there was, there was you know it was a bit painful because like ten people have to contact you and let you know that you, <laughs> you know the the direct debit is expired. An agreement, but there's always one where you're like, oh, I don't need that anymore. I'm going to cancel that. Uh, and there well, was in this in- instance, so. No, it's probably the best I've got. I have. I, I don't ah. think it's on the level of 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 this price match at the chemist. No, like when you first said to me, "What's your best life hack?" That is just not the direction that my brain went in. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's like that's like a savings hack. Why well, really about it? Han, hack. Han didn't know about it either, and and mm. you clearly you'd never heard of it either. This chemist price it, match. It shocks and astonishes me that Hannah didn't know. For me, no, <laughs> no one would be shocked or astonished. <laughs> no one would be. I was, I was actually in a cafe, or actually not a cafe, a little juice bar that's at the end of my street last um, weekend, and I heard this girl in there, and she, she, she look, I mean, she, she was pretty pissed off, to be fair, but she was giving the guy a serving because she's bought a juice pack of ten, and she's realised that what he gives her in her fixed glass bottle. 
every time she goes in that she's prepaid for is actually smaller than the large size that she thought she had prepaid for. And I was thinking to my, I was listening, obviously, I was overhearing the whole the whole charade. And I was thinking to myself, wow, like she's gone and actually figured out that she's getting less, you know, than than what, like it's, it's the illusion of those bottles and sometimes mm. even like the coffee cups. Mm. They look bigger, but they're, they're taller, but there's actually not that much more, um, liquid in them and she's gone and actually figured it out. <laughs> she's like, I want a refund. It's the juice, she's like yelling it's the juice at stores life hack. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess the life hack is way up the, the 10 pack versus the single and it may on face value look like you're getting a deal on the 10 pack, but as our girl, uh, Young Agro's found out, you're not. If you've got you're a, not. if you're listening and you've got a life hack equivalent to the one that we just shared, uh, the chemist or the, the juice, please uh, hit us up. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, not sure where to start today, but maybe um, just because it's front of mind, I must have had mm. four or five people send me the uh, articles that, that came out last week, Metricon Homes, yes. the biggest yes. builder in Australia, put mm. their prices up for 10% of their customers, which is not a it's not a small amount. Like they build nearly 6,000 homes a year. So that's 600 people who you know, have signed a building contract and mm. have been hit up with a, a cost increase and, and basically words to the effect of you've got to pay it, otherwise the contract's at an end yeah. and uh, they can't get another builder to, to build it any cheaper. So It's a really tough one, Kelly. Tough it's spot. a really, really tough one. Tough it's spot. not, you know, I actually thought 10% was light on, if I'm being honest with you. Mm. Um, builders have got to do this to survive at the moment. So in in that aspect, it's it's reasonable. Like, have you seen... Um, well, it was 10% on, of customers, but yeah. the price increases have been as much as 20%. So it is... Uh, still, though. It's still. a lot of money. Mm. Only, so so 10% of, of your builds have mm. been repriced. Mm. You know, that that's not a lot. It's not a lot. I think I think because of everything that we've seen in the last six to 12 months, I appreciate that builders do need to do it to mm. survive. Mm. Uh, but it's obviously, it's got to be within reason. You know, I think there's a lot of chatter at the moment across all industries, especially like, you know, Coles and Woolies, they call it um, like inflation profiteering, where they're actually, it's not actually costing them the mm. same price that they're passing on. Mm. You know, they're increasing the cost by 20%, but uh, sorry, the, the the retail value by 20%, but it's only actually mm. gone up 5%. So look, I, I think it's it's pretty interesting. And if anything has a lesson that when you're buying new land to build brand new, like you've got to be really conscious of where that's at and when your builder is going to be able to start you know, yeah. asking the right questions. Well, Metricon, Metricon said as much. They said that it it only related to people where there'd been more than twelve months delay in oh. the client taking possession of their land uh, and 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 yes. the builder being able to get on site. Um, yeah. So, so you can understand twelve months a long time. Um, you know, inflation loans running Oof. at seven percent, but um, still, it doesn't make it any easier for that for those individuals. You're right. You know, the, it is a risk that you take if you buy yeah. uh, what we call off the plan, meaning that you, you're buying before the block of land is ready to be yeah. to be built um, on. And there's so many moving parts. Like the builders getting smashed with the interest rate increases that they're going to have to spend when they settle it. The the builders copying it from from all all corners, you know, labour, interest rates, mm. and all that. But if you did buy something 12 months ago, you've probably got quite solid equity in in what you purchased for that price back then versus what that piece of land is worth today. So 
Man, it's a it's a really really tough one, yeah. and you've got to stand back and and look look at things with reason and and I guess a bit of survival mode if you were the builder, but um but also you know be smart about about what uh, you're buying and you know and if you save be, to the and if you're in that end. position if you're in that position or even you've got a friend who's in that position, mm. you know your broker's just got to be your first port of call. You're going to have to be uh, you know keeping the the lines of communication open with your broker. Try and borrow the extra money if you can. And, you know, mm. lean on friends and family because I'm sure, you know, as because the issue is either you don't have enough um, sort of cash to top up the the extra yeah. 20% of that cost or maybe, you know, with interest rates going up, it's impacted your ability to service, you know, let's say it was a $500,000 house and, and you had to cop a, an extra $50,000 in, in cost, right? Ideally, you go back to the bank and try and borrow the extra 50000 But if, right. if they're saying, you know, that income's an, an issue, maybe see if you can just lean on a friend or family yeah. member, pay them back uh, when interest rates come back or when you're able to save the money. Mm. Uh, but you just got to just got to do what you can. Un- unfortunate circumstance, your heart does sort of go out to anyone who has been affected for sure. Mm. That is a good point though, Cuz, just to, to end on that strong note, if you get a, a build price increase, get that new build contract, take it straight to your broker and see if you can borrow Absolutely. the extra money. Because that might be, you know, a real a real good life hack. Stat fact. The stat man. Stat fact. All right, Cuz, you, uh, you actually came across a few little stat fact gems on the weekend. I was trying to have a weekend off my phone, but you kept bombing me. Um, particularly towards the international searches, i.e. those in other countries looking at property in Australia to rent and also to buy. Yeah, massive. Um, interestingly, I guess the first shock for me is the top <laughs> search for Australian property from overseas uh, people comes out of New Zealand. I did not think New Zealand would have trumped, say, uh, the bigger countries like um, China, the United States, UK, you know, with much, much more people. But, you know, I guess they are our closest international uh, market, mm. but still did surprise me that New Zealand, uh, and in fact, they they account for nearly one in five of all searches for Australian real estate um, from overseas uh, buyers. Crazy. I I have heard, and I don't know a lot, that they do have a crazy high cost of living mm. over in New Zealand at the moment. So True. maybe it's a, a restart coming to Australia and, and yeah. I don't know, like, yeah, living a, a moderately cheaper lifestyle compared to New Zealand. Who knows? Yeah, well, it's super interesting because, you know, we, 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 we've talked about for a long time that population mm. growth drives demand for housing and, and a big challenge today is that we've got a, a really low uh, vacancy rate in Australia, about 1.3%, much below the, the sort of 2 to 3% which which would be balanced. And we're bringing in four hundred to 500,000 overseas migrants. So it gives us a good snapshot, I think, of the four hundred and five hundred thousand. Uh, overseas people who are migrating to Australia this year, where are they coming from? And it, it would seem that, you know, near enough to a fifth is coming from New Zealand. Uh, the next most popular, which surprised me, was the UK and then the United States and then, and then we start to get into the China and India territory. But those top three uh, surprised me. I, I didn't think that uh, that they would be the top three. I, I expected, um, say, China and India to be the, the yes. biggest cohorts um, mm. just based off, you know, previous year's data, which has sort of indicated that they are the, the biggest migrant pool. Uh, yep. But maybe, maybe a slight change in terms of the, the, the trends at the moment. Now tell us, cuz, are they coming to Australia 
to, or or I should say, are they online looking to buy, or are they online looking to rent? Mm, bit of both, but there's there is a serious increase in the searches for rent. So we're talking like <laughs> a nearly a doubling, oh dear. nearly oh dear. a doubling in the searches for rentals. So we got China, uh, China and and New Zealand both up by two thirds. So two thirds more than this time last year. The UK fairly similar, uh, and India about fifty percent up. So they're massive increases. The searches to buy are, are not as significant, which makes sense because if you're migrating to a country, you don't buy straight away. That that's just not what happens. Mm. There, but there's also a bit to figure out if you're migrating from another country. You know, how does bank lending work in this country? Do yeah. I have, a, you know, am I going to have a job? What What's my cash going to convert into? How much cash can I take into Australia? You know, mm. I, I've even, but my two stepsisters have moved to LA um, and even them on the other side of the coin looking at buying over there. Mm. <laughs> like what, what what's the lending criteria um, you, you know, it's there's it's it's an interesting perspective of how a migrant might now look at coming to Australia and borrowing to buy as well. Which well, is and, yeah, what, and and well, and my my inference from the data too is every hmm. there there there's certain um, uh, uh, cities and and markets where um, particular international migrants are more prominent than others. So yes, for example, you know the the biggest percentage of migrants in Melbourne is in Indian. The biggest percentage of migrants in uh, you know is in what I mean by that is that the census people surveyed who are, were not born in Australia. The yes. biggest percentage of those not born in Australia in Melbourne come from India, mm. China for those in Sydney. Uh, New Zealand, actually, the biggest cohort is in in southeast Queensland. So, suggests to me that they're probably picking up a slightly bigger chunk of the overseas migrant pool today. And then the UK biggest migrant pool uh, goes to Adelaide, which again, Adelaide's got the lowest vacancy rate in Australia today. So, uh, might be a, a reason behind that. And then, and then um, to make matters totally multicultural, the biggest. <laughs> Migrant pool in in South Africa is in uh, Western Australia is South African, so every go. every state there's no commonality. Uh, but I guess we read into this the top three are, are the Australia, uh, New Zealand, sorry, UK, and the United States. So I'm not sure where the United States are most prominent, but um, New Zealand and UK are, are Brisbane and Adelaide, respectively. Don't, don't don't feel like I come across you know a, a bunch of Americans uh, certainly in my neck of the woods. Interestingly, this kind of ties in a little bit, Cuz, but uh, the Henley Private Wealth Migration Report is done, you know, every couple of years or whatever, um, and Australia is now set to pass United Arab Emirates in welcoming, welcoming the most high net worth individuals this year, 2023, and next year, 2024. We, um, in 2015 and 2019, Australia had the most wealthy migrants come to our country out of any other country in the world, and now it, sort of big, bigger than reclaiming even, that trophy. Even the again. US and Canada, bigger, yeah. bigger than everyone. Yeah, go figure, go figure. No. I'm not sure where they're all going to live, so they might have to uh, get get back on the next flight and, and head back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, 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 come on, no, don't, no, don't laugh like that. I mean, genuinely, they're going to struggle to find somewhere to live. Any hoodles. Hopefully they know someone with a spare room. Now, cuz you've, uh, I mean, I don't know about your current situation, but over the years you've done quite a bit with Suncorp, uh, which is yes. a bit unusual for me. I've been in Melbourne for 10 years now. You don't hear a lot about Suncorp down here, to no. be honest with you, and, and I later 
Later found out they are a Queensland bank. Um, they are. Not to say that I couldn't get a loan with them if I wanted to. Well, well, depends on my borrowing capacity, but <laughs> another conversation over another podcast. In <laughs> more recent times, <laughs> ANZ has been trying to acquire Suncorp and mm-hmm. that's been a really big deal. I feel like it's been in the news for maybe going on five or six months now, Cuz. But it's no, just 12, come out. 12 months. It, oh, it was well, okay. July July last year really? that uh, the ANZ Bank made a, a $4.9 billion offer Stop it. to buy Suncorp. So they, they're literally yes. all cash. So just $4.9 billion <laughs> of cash to go to Suncorp, who started out as a, um, I'm, pr- I'm not sure whether, because it was Suncorp Metway, and I, I think maybe Suncorp like insurance? was the insurer and Metway was yeah. the bank, and um, it was the Queensland state government-owned bank. And uh, so they, mm. sold, they, they sold to Suncorp on the mm. basis that uh, they had to keep the head office in Queensland and had to maintain its regional Queensland status. Um, yeah. Cute. No, See, it nice. had to go to the it had to go to the um, Australian uh, A C, which is the Australian Consumer Competition Commission, right. something, like, something like that. Uh, basically, to, to they've got to sign off on it to make sure that it it doesn't um, uh, reduce competition between the banks and 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 cause an, a disadvantage to consumers. Yeah. yeah. Twelve months later, oh, it's dear. been knocked on the head. The ACCC have said no, we don't allow blocked. it because the uh, we we believe it it. It uh, limits competition, and, and the ACCC are basically saying we think that that the smaller regional banks play a vital role at keeping the big four banks accountable and mm. offering competition against the big four banks. Which I you would know, technically agree with that, wouldn't you? I'd, I I think I would, um, yeah. and I, I guess that was probably my default position when I first started reading about it. Yeah, but. There has been quite a few precedents set. Like, for example, Westpac owns St. George, mm. um, which was a regional New South Wales bank. Or Westpac bought St. George, if, West, if you will, Westpac yeah. Westpac bought, bought St. George. Yeah. Um, yeah. You then had Commonwealth Bank bought Bank West, mm-hmm. which was a, a similar, you know, and, and Bank West and St. George were on a similar sort of tier to, to Suncorp. Okay. Uh, and then I'm trying to think uh, National Australia Bank bought one as well. So, so the other three big mm. banks have bought a regional bank. So ANZ's position <laughs> cleverly was, well, we think that it it disincentivizes and, and and prohibits us from offering strong competition against Commonwealth Bank, Saint, mm. uh, uh, Westpac and NAB because we don't own a smaller bank. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like that it might... I mean, ANZ are typically quite a conservative bank that I've certainly never had borrowing capacity with. So, you know, Suncorp might do them a little bit of good, offer might a few more right. products, you know. Might be right. Might be right. But so, uh, it is a bit of a watch this space because the Bendigo okay. and Adelaide Bank made an offer as well. So at the time Suncorp Ooh. was up for sale, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank were the underbidder. And the reason that they didn't get the sale is because they weren't offering all cash. They were doing a bit of a, you know, like, you take some shares in us and a bit of cash and, and all yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. So uh, the <laughs> ACCC, though, basically have come out and said, you know, indirectly that we would have no issue with you merging with a smaller bank like Bendigo and Adelaide. Very interesting stuff. Thank you for keeping us across the news, Cuz. There you go. I've just probably saved you 300 articles because yeah. been, it's been everywhere for 12 months. <laughs> I'm actually a little that. bit surprised it didn't get up. 
Well, there, there's been also like quite breaking news in your household. Certainly, certainly. Um, Massive. I like to call it spag bowl chat. You know, you make a spag yep. bowl on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. That That is so bogan, wow. Spag bowl chat. And, uh, you know, you and you and your partner are having a spag bowl. You're sort of catching up on the day or, or you know, news of the week. And um, yep. your spag bowl chat of late has been Hannah's Pimpama property that yep. has skyrocketed in rent. Yeah. And you guys have gone to the to the scale of advertising it over the last couple of years and I guess or, or looking at the percentage increase over the last couple of years. Yeah. When she settled on her first investment property as a, as a nervous first-timer. Yes, as it was. It was Han's first mm. property and uh, she had a pretty she had a very good experience actually. I did, did sort of say to her, look, it doesn't always play out this quickly. Um, you know, <laughs> like so certainly uh, certainly not, you know, I didn't get a, as good a run as you got the first few years. <laughs> but uh, look, she, she rented it out uh, for the first time three years ago and uh, I think it might have been maybe 500 bucks uh, a week and it's now just come up for re-renting and the property manager has basically said, hey, we reckon you can get another 10% on what you're currently getting. So again, and and she put it up 10% last year. So she's put it up now, this will be three years in a row, putting it up 10%. It'll it'll go up to just under $700 a week, which is nearly like a 40, 45% increase in in three years. And I guess the, the... Number one, came at a great time because Han's on maternity leave, so she's got no income. So, oh, so I thought she was – music to her ears. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say first where, first letter she wrote was to her uh, employer saying, I might take that extra 12 months off. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, no. in fact, I don't know. I wouldn't allow that. No, we need the income. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, but, um, but no, she, um, she, 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 yeah, you know, I mean – Anyway, not not getting bogged down, but she was she was sort of saying, look, at, you know, feel bad for the tenant, but at the same time, I got no income, so like, yeah. you know, I kind of need it. Well, um, and and rising interest rates though too, you know. Yes, yeah. yes, but I thought it got me thinking. Like, it is a bit of an overlooked thing when it comes to property investing. I think a lot of people understand that the property values increase over time, but the rents do as well, and the rents actually they compound on themselves. So, you know, might have gone up by ten percent ish every year, but it keeps going up 10% each year on on the extra 10%. So mm. what happens is, you know, it, it really adds up over yep. time where, you know, 10% over three years is closer to, you know, 35 40% uh, by the time you add it all up. Okay. But let me ask you a question. Your first property that you bought, what year did you buy it? 2011. And and what rent were you getting? Do you remember? I, I feel like your first property you always yes. kind of remember. Yes, $270 a week. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And if you can remember, sorry if you can't, when yep. did you first bump the rent up? How like many years four later? Four or five years in. Four or five years in. And by how much? Maybe like 40 bucks. Ooh. So fair, fair bit. I'd, 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 um, I had tenants that were pretty good. So, so 20%? I probably held it back, yeah. held it back, and held it back, and then I sort of said, "Oh, look, I'm, I've got no choice." Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then, do you have any any of your other properties a similar experience? Um, Basically, I, I just, you know, Han, yeah. if you're listening, I want to bring you back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, probably all of them have similar experience. Like it's sort of, you know, you might put it up five or ten bucks a week because, you know, normally, you know, you can get away with that because it, it, it outweighs the cost of moving typically. Um, absolutely, but, 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 absolutely. No, ma, ma, yeah. I mean, the, that first property though rents for $520 a week now. Yeah, So it, it jumped up quite a bit in the last um, eight, eight or so years, yeah. Then what, 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 what did 12, well, 12 years later, yeah, 12, yeah. Yeah, 12, yeah, 12 mm. years later. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Oh, man, like if I think back to my first property I bought in, I think I think it was end of 2013, 14, I, I sometimes mix the two up because I bought and built, right? So I kind of forget um, when it finished. But um, let's say, for example, sake, it was 2013. Um, I remember I put it to agent recommended, you know, 420, 430 bucks a week. I, I said, let's go hard. And we secured someone for 440. I thought, I... I'm unbelievable. I've figured out how to push my property manager and I've figured out how to just blitz this thing. She moved in. She was there for about a month and she she didn't pay her rent. <laughs> yeah, you went a bit too hard, hey? I yeah. too hard. I Happens to the best of us. Anyway, to she the went, best of us. She went yeah. MIA. Um, I hope she's had a lovely life. And then I had to get a, a tenant, a new tenant in, and they came in at four hundred and ten dollars a week, mm. um, which was very humbling experience. And to be honest, like that was, I paid four hundred and twenty thousand dollars for the property. It was a fantastic return. But you know, you, you, I'd set these expectations of myself, mm. got mm. it, and, and lost it. Um, an amazing lesson. Now I'm older and I look back at that in hindsight. But that property didn't do anything in terms of rent whilst we're on that topic um, till maybe two years ago. It went up to you know four fifty uh, and then and then four seventy and and now it's gone up mm. to five ninety mm. um, and it will probably go up to uh, six fifty in the next six months. But yeah, but what's that? 20, 2013 I bought it, so maybe it took seven, six or seven years to see any rental increase. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it's gone up quite significantly. You know, um, I got one in Melbourne that I signed up on a two year lease, and I kept uh, so she she locked me in on the rent. <laughs> smart, smart lady, smart, I, smart I lady. Mind this, anyway, yeah, you're right. The good and the bad, but but look, you know, the rent rents do go up. That that is the thing that I, mm. I reckon it seriously gets overlooked. Uh, the extent of rent going up and compounding on themselves, yes. you know, typically yes. they will go up by a couple of percent above inflation, which um, you know, going up a little bit more than that at the moment. But but it's because of the the housing shortfall. I think no, in normal circumstances, mm. you might be you generally get two percent above inflation. So the last say ten twenty years, if inflation was three percent, they've been going up by about five percent, um, compounding mm. on themselves. Mm. I guess the lesson though is, and and especially if you've got multiple properties, they're always doing different things at different times. And and the the best part about the real estate game is is time. You know, mm. it's, it's your biggest advantage. And obviously that that can be your disadvantage at, at times as well if you are struggling to hold on. But you know, it's amazing for for me to look back look back at what what you've done over the last 10, 15 years, and and even myself, and have those little reflections of like, man, like, you know that. Nothing happened for five to seven years, you know, and then and then it all kind of happened, you know, blew up in 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 my face in in a good way. So, time time is your friend. Time is your friend if you can hold on. That's for sure. All right, that'll that'll wrap us up. I reckon uh, you still haven't seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, I've had now no. five people recommend it. I just can't sit through a three hour movie at the moment, but I'm looking forward to it when it comes out on you know Netflix or or one of the others. 
Look, I was jam-packed last weekend because Lincoln Lawyer released the second part yes. of season two. I was messaging your lovely wife about yes. it and that yep. that didn't make it past Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's say, been dusted in my household. I can see already season dusted. two gone. Yep. Absolutely dusted. I I'm going to have to catch up on that one. It's hugely trending on Netflix at the moment, but you and I mm. both read all the Michael Connolly books. So I've certainly read every single one of them. So for yep. me, it's like a dream come true seeing Mickey Haller come to life yep. on Netflix yep. in the comfort of my own room. So I they absolutely ca- love it. casted him well too. I, I Initially it was not what oh. he looked like in my mind, but no, I, like, I, I, like what, I like what they've done, yeah. But do but you know what conflicts with him is that Matthew McConaughey, who looks completely yes. different to the main character, yep. played him in the, in the yep. Lincoln Lawyer, the movie. Mm. So, you know, interesting True. move, that one. Interesting move. Speaking of movies, just just quickly, I got your I got your bulletproof EDM this week and you've led with the fact that you grew up with Margot Robbie and I thought, wow, wow. It was yeah. a great read, but, but wow. Yeah, marketing might have got a hold of that one. Anyway. <laughs> All good. Oh, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have oh, a great weekend. True. We'll, uh, guys, keep an eye out for yeah. quick shots later in the week. If you've got questions, Ooh. send them through. We'd love to get them. Uh, we, we got a few this week. Uh, it was good. Uh, thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good uh, <laughs> night there, cuz. Looks like you need a bit of sleep. <laughs> oh, I'm actually quite tired. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not actually, I'm not exactly bringing it today. No, no, you brought it. No, don't be so hard. No, you brought it. It was brought. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is thedoubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is thedoubleshot.podcast. Until next time. Think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.